0: I'm Pastor Daniel Morris, and you're listening to Sharing the Bread of Life, a podcast by St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in Skokie, Illinois. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular subscriber, I pray that Christ feeds you from the stories and testimony you'll hear today. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May the Lord fill you with every good thing, and may you have enough left over to share. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, at three o'clock in the afternoon, and a man lame from birth was being carried in. People would lay him daily at the gate of the temple, called the Beautiful Gate, so that he could ask for alms from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them for alms. Peter looked intently at him as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Jumping up, he stood and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized him as the one who used to sit and ask for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. We do not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Imagine for a moment how different the world would look from the window of a garden view apartment. You wouldn't know your neighbors by their faces and names. Instead, you would know them by their shoes. I wonder where Sandals is going in such a hurry today. There goes Loafer's, late as usual. I haven't seen light-up sneakers for a while. I hope they're okay. Every pair of shoes belongs to a person you wouldn't recognize except by their feet, unless if you met them on the sidewalk. The world would look very different from the window of a Garden View apartment. The man lying by the beautiful gate had only ever known the world from a garden view. Born with weak feet and ankles, he never learned to walk. He lived on the goodwill of strong-ankled people who carried him to the beautiful gate every day and who dropped, stooped to drop a few coins into his cloak as they entered the temple. The sandaled and slippered feet of pilgrims were his constant companions. He addressed himself to passers-by never raising his gaze above their shoes. There was no need. The speed of their walk, the wear on their leather, the style of their foot covering, or even the slightest turn of their heel told him everything that he needed to know. He could tell which feet would stop and drop their token offering for the poor into his lap. He could tell which feet would hurry past him through the beautiful gate to offer their worship and praise. He could tell which feet had come to carry him home so that he might rest and then do it all again the next day. He never asked for more than this. It was the only life that he had ever known. He felt at home with a garden view of the passing world. Many are at home with a garden view of life, and a few have reason to expect anything different. The stairs are steep, especially for anyone born with a disadvantage. Garden View communities are often overlooked and forgotten. They're quickly passed over for funding and easily bypassed by interstates. Garden View communities are over-policed and underserved they're easily manipulated by redrawing the political map garden view communities get much needed medical coverage and supplies after the penthouse communities and the street level communities buy up their fill the world looks different from a garden view community and i wonder what someone in a garden with a garden view might learn from watching our feet It's kind of funny, but the first thing that someone would learn by watching my feet today is that I'm leading worship while sheltering in place. After all, I'm preaching in socks. But seriously, what direction are our feet going? Are we walking with a purpose or idly strolling? Are we striding quickly or shuffling along? Are we... Are we slightly with our heels when we see a neighbor in need? Do we stop long enough to give our neighbor the gift of rest? Or do we hurry through the beautiful gates to worship the defender of widows and orphans without even saying hi? And if we take a curbside seat next to the man lying by the beautiful gate, I wonder where we would see the feet of the risen Christ. One day, while the man was asking for alms outside the beautiful gate, two new pairs of sandaled feet stopped in front of him. He addressed himself to the feet, assuming that they would drop the customary gift into his cloak before stepping up into God's house. But they didn't. Instead, a voice from above said, Look at us. Surprised. The man's gaze moved up their legs, past their tunics, to meet their eyes. There's an uncomfortable dignity that comes from looking in a stranger's eyes, a dignity he was not used to. Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. Peter took the man by his hand, and Christ raised him to his feet. Instead of collapsing to the ground in his weakness, Christ made him strong enough to stand. Not only could he stand, but he could jump and walk and leap. He no longer needed to address himself to strangers' feet. He could address strangers face to face. Christ raised him from the dusty floor to look into his neighbor's eyes as equals. Christ raised him from the well-worn footpaths to participate fully in the community. Christ raised him from a place of childlike dependence to a place of uncommon dignity. The redeeming, reconciling, dignifying power of Jesus' resurrection raised this man in his weakness from foot level to eye level. Perhaps even more importantly, the presence and the power of the risen Christ became visible for the world among his followers. We are the ones who speak, yet it is Christ's voice in us that fixes our neighbor's attention. We are the ones who reach out. Yet it is Christ's hand which raises up. We are Christ for each other, and we are also beggars. Martin Luther held these two things to be true. It's as if a young woman infected with the coronavirus became critically ill. Nurses and doctors worked tirelessly to save her, and eventually she recovered and returned home. Redeemed from death, she dedicated herself to the study of medicine so she might give others what she herself received. The voice that fixed our attention and the hand that raised us up is now speaking and reaching out through us. The power of Christ's resurrection is more than a token act of kindness. The power of Christ's resurrection is more than a stopgap social ministry. The power of Christ's resurrection truly transforms our neighborhoods, bringing penthouse communities down to street level and raising up Garden View communities to eye level. Redeemed from inequality, Restored to right relationship, dignified in one another's eyes. The power of Christ's resurrection opens up new possibilities for loving our neighbor. And Christ dedicated us, the church, to the study of these things, so that we might share what we have received. As St. Paul would later write to the church in Corinth, power is made whole in weakness. So the power of Christ's resurrection is made whole in transforming human life. The power of Christ's resurrection finds fulfillment in transforming our relationships, our communities, you and me. The power of Christ's resurrection achieves its goal by raising our neighbor to meet our eyes. The power of Christ's resurrection is brought to completion through Christ's real presence among us. Apart from Christ, we can do nothing. With Christ, God raises us up in our weakness to leap with joyful strength. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Sharing the Bread of Life. For more information on the mission and ministries of St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.sttimothyskokie.org or like us on Facebook. Check back next week for a new episode. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always.